Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Arctic Techniques Podcast. Today I'm talking with Jake Dixon, who is a cybersecurity expert with uh, Mastercard. How are you doing, Jake? Very well, thanks. So you're on to me last week about some uh, flaws that you found. Could you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So um, back in late 2018, um, inspired by the Japanese government announcing um, that they were going to be doing a national cybersecurity audit on all Japanese businesses and uh, residential logical addresses um, for the upcoming sports events, such as the Rugby World Cup and the Olympics, um, our company decided to do a very high-level overview of Irish cybersecurity when it came to Irish businesses or residents or anything that fell under um, Irish uh, control. We weren't counting in data centers, we were discounting the likes of uh, AWS and uh, Microsoft Azure data centers in Dublin, um, but we did include a lot of the more regional and more rural uh, service providers as well. Um, during this report, we were categorizing uh, open devices uh, such as uh, FTP servers or um, any webcams that were open to the public internet. We were touching anything that we could find that it was publicly available. Now, we weren't going as far as the Japanese government, who were actually um, more or less trying brute force attacks against some of these devices. We were simply trying to read the information that was already public. Um, and we came across a couple of troubling findings. Um, some of them included um, temperature control systems for uh, pharmaceutical companies. Uh, we came across water control facilities uh, in the middle of the country that were uh, linked into county council services. Um, but the most troubling discovery that we found was a control panel for a wind farm that was still active. Um, now, again, this was public to the internet, and I noted it in my report at the end of 2018, uh, but unfortunately, things got a little bit busier in my life, so I had to drop that. Yeah. Um, then, in the middle of 2019, I came back to the report again, um, and I found a, a unique identifier, uh, a signature within this, um, within this device, and I was able to leverage uh, a great service called Shodan, uh, which is a great indexing service at the internet, and I was able to isolate uh, the specific devices that I was looking for on there. Um, and the more I started digging on these devices, the more I started looking at the softwares, the applications that were running on this, um, even even the, the application itself, uh, which is a SCADA supervisory system over an industrial control, control system, my apologies, they were very outdated. Um, and again, when I started looking into the versioning and the applications on Amore, the applications that had gone end of life in 2014, there had been known exploits for the web application service, for the application itself. There was cross-site scripting within there. Um, now, it was only a reflected attack, but that could be used for a whole host of um, of attacks these days, including uh, session hijacking or, um, I mean, like, it, it 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 was it was a pretty nasty discovery. Um, so we decided to take the information we had, including the CDEs and security advisories and so on and so forth, and send it on to um, the operators of this site. So we 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 had found three specific sites um, that were controlled by an Irish company that were located in Northern Ireland, um, and we attempted to reach out to the Irish company, and they came back to us and said, thank you for the information. We'll pass it on to the relevant team. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, after 30 days of no reply to that, and the device is still talking to the internet, uh, I decided to follow up with that company. Um, they didn't respond to that. Um, so we left it for Christmas. And just after Christmas, I then reached out through a friend of a friend that actually worked in AirGrid, which is the grid connecting all of Irish infrastructure in terms of power, um, because we got the impression that maybe ESB were only the link uh, to residential addresses and business addresses for AirGrid. They were simply the consumer end or the the face of AirGrid. So we thought maybe AirGrid would be a better approach. Um, We did get some initial feedback from them, um, but the last bit of information we got was that they weren't responsible and they didn't know who was. So we're left in a position at the moment where we have multiple wind farms which are valued at million euros apiece mm-hmm. that are completely vulnerable in multiple senses to remote code execution, to cross-site scripting, um, to a multitude of vulnerabilities. And we can't find anyone to take responsibility for these. And I guess these wind farms are Irish-owned and are owned by foreign entities. Uh, that's right. They're operated by uh, an Irish company. Yeah, because I, I figured because you mentioned earlier that Amazon etc. You didn't go near them or or, or no, didn't, we didn't go near any data centers. We completely excluded data centers like Azure and AWS. Yeah, I could see because because if, if if they're owned by a big and black multinational, you guarantee they're going to top security. Yeah, just yeah, um, and it just it. it I have very little exposure myself. I've worked the majority of my life in uh, finance, in the finance sector within security. So I have very little exposure to these industrial control systems. But it appears um, through my very high-level research that there's a disconnect within these organizations with with regards to security. When they think of security, they think of physical security, your padlocks, your gates, your fences. But we think of blocking off a power plant in terms of physical security. There doesn't seem to be that same connection in that industry at the moment when it comes to digital security. Yeah, um, and that's that's concerning. That's a that's a training gap that definitely needs to be filled. Because I can remember, but three four years ago, I wrote an article on security for Phoenix Magazine, and on it I was saying that years ago, when you had security, you'd have a guy who'd be who'd look after a building, and you make sure nobody was breaking into. They used to have all your data used to be stored in a, in in, a, in filing cabinets. So nowadays, the filing cabinet is now online or in a computer. And the guy who, who, who secured it before doesn't do that anymore. And yeah, how do you exactly. get used to that? There's, there's, there's been a huge shift in, in, in mindsets. And I, there's certain areas that just haven't quite caught up to where, say, finance, tech, uh, pharma would be at this stage. Yeah. And this... Yeah, so... Yeah, for me, it's kind of scary when you're hearing this and... Uh, is there any relevant bodies that I oversee who gets you licenses for the wind farms that you can talk to, or has that been tried? That's that's what we're trying to find out. We've been trying to find out for the last three months now any group that can take responsibility for this. We've contacted the company directly um, yeah. and got nowhere. We contacted AirGrid, who are behind them, um, and got more or less no feedback. Um, there's no other official body that we can contact with regards to this. I don't think the guarantee are going to help <laughs> No, because I guarantee that uh, the guarantee right now they haven't got the resources and they say it's not in a remit to pass the book on. And I, I can see why, because their job isn't that at all. Their job is just to, uh, when they're talking about like after the security for the state, so they don't mean this kind of stuff. No. So, I mean, it's kind of stuff that... Uh, no. so, 
And so we're left in an interesting position where the country has announced that it has cyber security strategies and incentives and directives that align with the EU security directives, but we have a serious lack of avenues and intakes for someone like me to report findings, yeah. um, especially whenever the companies aren't taking responsibility. Well, for me, the scariest thing is because we're a factory GDPR piece for Europe, surely we yeah. should, we, that should be a high list because if someone takes over any of the infrastructure and uses it and takes it over, that, that's, uh, that's not uh, healthy or, or, or good for us because, in other words, if you can be done here, you can be done anywhere else and also you got to think of cyber-terrorism as well. Well, see, this is the problem. Uh, we have uh, examples of cyber-terrorism in the past. We have examples of state threat actors carrying out attacks. We saw in 2015 that the uh, Russian government carried out an attack on Ukraine uh, power stations. Yeah. Um, now, the unfortunate thing about this is there are currently uh, 700 of these devices speaking out to 20, throughout 27 countries. Yeah. There are a handful in Ireland, and if if there was to be an attack that was planned, this would be low-hanging fruit, and yeah. Ireland would get caught up in the mess. Yeah. And one thing uh, uh, about these devices, is uh, it the same software using them worldwide or just in Ireland? Worldwide. Yeah. Um, this is, as I said, in 27 countries. Uh, it exists in Ireland, it exists in Germany, in France, in the U.S., in Greece, Italy, Finland, Estonia, it is everywhere. It is a major vendor for um, uh, for these wind farm devices, for these turbines. And especially right now, when we're trying to get a more eco-friendly uh, society, this doesn't look good. No, exactly. And this is this is the thing. I am absolutely all for green energy, and I wanted to help these guys. Yeah. That's why I gave them the information to try and help the cause. Um, but uh, there just was there was no reception at all. There was there was nothing from there, and and I feel as though it will just kind of get swept under the rug because it's not a now problem. Yeah, I don't I don't see, understand why these guys don't want to. Uh, you why are they using older software and are not updating it? Well, see, this is the thing is, um, there is, uh, in the security advisory for this software, there is a patch available. Um, But I have a feeling that the support or whatever contract was signed for this, um, they didn't patch these. Now, we shouldn't even be seeing these devices. These should be completely isolated from the public internet. They should be like completely hidden away from public view. The fact that we can see them is a problem in itself. Beyond that, the fact that they haven't been patched, they haven't been updated, the, the services on the servers, the application itself, um, thats they're all separate problems. But I have a feeling that, that these are just forgotten about. That they're running, they're operational, they're feeding into the grids. They are actually running and active, but yeah. they've been forgotten about in a support maintenance IT sense. Yeah, I remember years ago, there's a, somebody, in, and I used to work in a company, and they... Uh, they had all these computers lined up, and one of them in the corner was running Windows ninety five because it had an legacy software, and it was logged into mm-hmm. it was logged into the, into the into the system. And someone said, "By the way, there's there's a security breach. No one knew it was in the corner. It was used very rarely, and no one thought about that. Everything just patched up, but that one machine couldn't be. And it sounded like you got the same problem here as well. That it's patched up, no one knows. And I'm wondering." Is the OS, uh, you said it's the end of life, can it be replaced or just patched? Okay, sorry, can what be replaced? The uh, software. 
Yes, the software can absolutely be upgraded on those servers. So there's two upgrades that need to be done. Uh, firstly, on the uh, web application service. Yeah. And then secondly, on the application itself that is provided by the Turbine vendor. Yeah. Um, then, of course, it needs to be isolated so that the public internet cannot see these devices. That is the top recommendation on mitigation to get rid of this vulnerability on security advisory. And I absolutely agree with this. We shouldn't be seeing these devices. And if the device got hacked, what could happen? Uh, this control system, um, so uh, this specific vendor made a control system that can monitor and control the turns, including the yaw, the direction, the speeds. You can turn them on, turn them off. I would imagine you could do quite a large amount of damage to these devices if you want to do. That's not, that's not a... Good, and sounds a bit like a Hollywood doomsday movie that's, that's turned reality. It very much is. And these, as I said, each, I, I read a, a, an article just last night on independent.ie um, confirming the sale of these when they were just built. So they were built by a, um, I'm assuming, some sort of a, a contracting company or construction company for these type of projects. And then the Irish company purchased this individual farm for 3 million euros. And there are several of these located in Ireland that are vulnerable. And like, you, you cannot sacrifice tens of millions of euros uh, in equipment just because you don't want to take responsibility. So I guess what they should, first of all, they should be, if it wants to know this is happening and then they want to take action, the action should be to uh, patch or just update the software. Yeah, absolutely. First thing should be to patch and update the software on the devices. And then secondary to that is isolate them, uh, network segmentation straight away. And I don't know why this hasn't been done. I don't know why, why they're not willing to do this or just don't know about it. It's strange. Yeah, it, it just seems to be falling into a hole um, in every avenue we tried. And as I said, we've tried reaching out on several different intakes. We even tried through a friend of a friend that works in AirGrid and just got nowhere. Reminds me, do you they, remember all, the, they all confirmed. They all confirmed that it was not um, that, that, that we shouldn't see those devices, yeah. let alone that they should be vulnerable. But no actions were taken. Reminds me of that movie. Remember the old movie, China Syndrome? Which? The movie China Syndrome. Oh, no, I haven't seen that one. Well, that's a movie from late, late 70s, and it was about basically a guy working in a nuclear power plant in California, and he was saying uh, there, was, there was flaws with the system. I knew he worked in the plant, and the, uh, he was playing with Jack Lemmon, and, the, uh, and uh, the pipeline guys knew what the flaw was, didn't do, do, do anything about it. And the end, they killed him. Three weeks after the movie was launched in America, there was a nuclear accident in that, in there called Three Mile Island near, near New York, which kind of scared people. So, anything's possible. <laughs> anything is possible, yeah. Yeah, and this is, um, again, like I, I've, I've gone through several security incidents with different companies in the past, um, and each and every one of them has been more or less receptive of the, the information that I've given them. Yeah. They take in the information, they clarify certain points if needed, and they take action on it, and they result, or they close out the issue with me confirming that I can no longer see what I could see. Yeah. Um, but it just seems to be there's that gap in the uh, in the energy market right now in terms of skill sets and cyber awareness. Yeah, well, same with that movie, a Transcendent. Nobody, everyone thought it was Hollywood. It couldn't happen. And then next thing, yeah. Human Island happened three weeks after. And that scared a lot of people. And after that, security was, uh, all, everything else was, was rechecked in all power plants in America to make sure it couldn't happen. So you need, 
one instant to uh, to appear in a movie or TV show or something else, and then suddenly people think it could happen in real life, and then they'll go back and check, oh yeah, it can do. But at the moment, I'm surprised no one's actually uh, willing to actually go and just uh, take your advice. It's kind of strange. Yeah, it is. Um, I, in in the end as well, um, there was, as I said, this was a worldwide thing. And, <clears throat> excuse me, because I, I found this a couple of months ago, um, and there was heightened um, uh, political tensions between um, Iran and the, the West, yeah. I made sure to reach out to uh, a couple of organizations in the US and a couple of them in the UK, and they all closed out their issues. I can no longer see their devices. Yeah. So, uh, other than Ireland, where else is the problem still going to exist? You said the US and America is, is okay. Yeah, so uh, the, I contacted the US. They closed off the majority of their devices. Um, the UK have either closed off or patched their devices. Uh, the problem still exists majorly in Germany, Spain, uh, France, and Finland, I believe. And nowhere else, like the Middle East, for example, or Russia, or anywhere in there? Uh, I don't think there was in Russia. Let me validate that for you one moment. Um, as far as I was aware, I didn't see any in Russia. It was in Turkey. Turkey was a big one, actually. Yeah. Now, because I'm just wondering, because for example, you mentioned earlier about the tanks in the Middle East. I'm thinking of basically if someone decided to use that for, as a cyber war, to, war tool and just hijack one of those machines. Like when years ago when the Israelis did Stuxnet. And, uh, uh, oh, yeah. You know yes, what I mean? on Iran, yes. yeah. I was exactly thinking about that. That's why I reached out, because the facility for attacks on these industrial control systems are there. And if you give them low-hanging fruit, like these exposed devices, if they don't have to go through the effort of getting them on site through some sort of like a, a spreading device, like USB dropping or something like that, yeah. then this is easy for them. It, it's child's play. This is child's play for someone that's in first year of uh, computer security up in Dublin or W. Yeah. Um, this uh, this shouldn't be exposed because I'm thinking that if they can get in real hanging fit into this whatever else they're connected to can be hacked as well from this so if for example they're linking into the main power grid you've got your engine in there there could be possible lateral movement of the network afterwards of course I can't validate that because yeah. I haven't done anything beyond the surface level I'm not touching anything beyond public view yeah I know, I know that but it's still that, 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 that possibility is there which is what would scare me more than anything else that you found a backdoor right? yeah. back into other systems as well. Yeah. It is hugely, hugely concerning because, again, you don't know what's connected to these things. They could be... Uh, or my One of my other concerns about this was through the cross-site scripting uh, attack vector, you could possibly uh, infect an engineer or an operator that was working on this and they could carry that... Um, that malware between devices. If yeah. they worked in different sites and different plants, then they can infect as they go along. That's not that's uh, that that to me sounds uh, something unhealthy and, and uh, I'd want to see something like that fixed as soon as possible. I don't see why, why there should yeah. be so much of a, of a delay doing this. It's kind of crazy that they they're not willing to actually uh, take note of it and, and, and take it seriously. Yeah, I have a I have a listing here of all the countries affected by this. If you want to look, yes, please. Sure, we have Argentina, Belgium, Croatia, Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, 
Finland, France, Germany, Greece, Ireland, Italy, Lithuania, yeah. the Netherlands, Norway, Pakistan, Poland, Portugal, Romania, South Africa, Spain, Sweden, Turkey, the United States, Uruguay, and Great Britain. And all, all these countries, they've all got the exact same device or the same software as both? They've all got the same issues. Um, they're all still public-facing and they're all outdated software. And it's so basically, more or less, they've all got the same hardware as well or is it different hardware? It's the same hardware. It's all the same vendor, all the same manufacturer. So the, the manufacturer creates the turbines yeah. and then supplies them with the supervisory software system that oversees, that monitors and interacts with those uh, turbines. Yeah, and of the list you gave me, uh, one of the things that stands out to me is Estonia because they've gone very, very online-based. And that's uh, yes. Again, um, my uh, uh, my fiance is actually Estonian, um, so they were the second country that I contacted. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I haven't heard anything back from them yet. Now, yeah. I'm not sure if that's a language problem or whatever, because I reached out to an operator within Estonia through English, so I may try a different channel through Estonian next time. Yeah. But they have yet to get back to me. That's kind of worrying because I remember when they got hacked a few years ago by, by Russia and that we yeah. spared them. So this is something else that would worry me that a country that has relied so much on being one of the first main online countries and this happened to them, that's, this is not good. No, no, it's not. Um, again, I don't specifically think that the, the, it, it is a... I don't think it's a, an Irish government issue. What, see, it isn't. Um, there should be a... There should, it's certain responsibility by the state on the logical devices that fall within its boundaries. Yeah. Um, to what extent, I'm still not sure, but there should be a responsibility. If we get the operators, um, the companies that reside in those countries, to take responsibility, as they should, as owners of these devices, yeah. um, to update and maintain these devices properly, then I think the issue goes away. Um, Estonia is a great country in terms of its uh, digital capabilities yeah. and its integration with digital life, but we all have space to grow, and this is one of those spaces, I think, across the board in the energy sector. This is 27 countries. Uh, it's uh, an extensive list. Yeah, I'm thinking now, if we're trying to have more smart uh, uh, smart cities and all that, and our device has been, been used a lot, this is something that's going to uh, turn people off that if, if, if this hasn't been fixed. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. And we need to, uh, as I said, there needs to be a certain responsibility over the devices we're connecting. It's great that we have the convenience of being connected, but we also have to take the responsibility of what, what impacts that. What are the risks involved in connecting these devices? Yeah, I, I guess basically people that basically, maybe it's the first time they've been fell face with this and then they probably don't think take it seriously enough because they think oh well it's nothing to worry about yeah yep uh, until it is I'm afraid yeah. until it is that seems to be the mentality so I guess all, all we can do is uh, just hopefully that somebody actually gets to hear about this maybe read a podcast or, or other ways and maybe that can stop this happening or maybe help fix, find a cure for them that they know yeah. what it should do 
Yeah, yeah, that would be uh, that'd be ideal. Um, I have a couple of um, alerts up there at the moment. To keep pinging these devices to tell me if they're alive or if they're dead, and it'll make me the happiest man if they all start going red for me. Yeah, uh, hopefully that that won't be too long. Thanks very much for that, Jake, uh, and uh, have a great day. Yep, you too. Thanks very much, Ron. Thanks, Jake. Cheers. Have a good day. Thanks. Right. Bye. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.